This is Ira Glass of This American Life, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Greg Warren on the advantages to living in New York City. That's the beauty of living in New York City. Nobody said anything to me. If you think you're doing something weird, like, don't worry about it. There's somebody doing something way, way weirder right next to you. We'll hear more from Greg in just a bit. Fangirl and I survived the church's show in Cincinnati. We'll explain. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. The Dow Jones Industrial plunged 334 points on Thursday, making it the stock market's worst day of 2014. But Jim Cramer says investors are being given a gift here. He says you can build a good portfolio now that's much better than bonds and advises investors to look for companies that have very stable businesses that don't have commodity risks in master limited partnerships. All this from the guy who had no idea the crash of 2008 was coming. A surprising hotspot of the potent global warming gas methane hovers over part of the southwestern U.S., according to satellite data. That result hints that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and other agencies considerably underestimated leaks of methane, which is also called natural gas. Scientists later discovered the source of the methane leak when it was revealed Rush Limbaugh was vacationing in the southwest. Tens of millions of Americans without health insurance risk being fined by the IRS as part of the Affordable Care Act, which imposes a tax penalty on those who didn't purchase medical insurance. But tax experts say up to 20 million people are eligible for a waiver. According to Inuit, makers of the TurboTax software, there are 30 ways you may be exempt from the tax penalty if you don't have health insurance. Singer-songwriter Paul Simon in a statement said there must be at least 50 ways. Alison Lundgren Grimes, a Democrat running for the U.S. Senate in Kentucky, has emphasized her differences with President Obama on the campaign trail, but when Grimes was asked on Thursday during an interview whether she voted for Mr. Obama in 2008 and 2012, she repeatedly declined to answer the question. Pressed on the issue, Grimes emphasized her ties to Bill and Hillary Clinton, who are considerably more popular than the president in the bluegrass state, adding she also watched all five parts of the Roosevelt's on PBS. When most employees want to raise, they schedule a meeting with their supervisor or reach out to human resources. A Wells Fargo employee took a markedly different approach this past week. He emailed the CEO, along with 200,000 fellow employees, asking for $10,000 raises for everyone in the company. In his letter, Tyrell Oates, a customer relations worker who makes $15 per hour at the bank in Oregon, argues that Wells Fargo should set a national example as a corporation addressing income inequality. It was the right thing to do, Mr. Oates said while on break at his new job at the local pizza shop. Sears Holdings announced late Friday that it detected a data breach at its Kmart stores that started last month and that certain customers' credit and debit card accounts may have been hacked. The chain believes that very few customers were affected, though, because, well, Kmart has very few customers. And finally, UFO enthusiasts perusing the images sent back by NASA's Curiosity rover have again found something of interest on Mars's dusty red surface. And it looks like a weapon. A gun, to be more precise. The NRA has celebrated the momentous occasion and have proposed a new postage stamp to be issued to commemorate the first gun on Mars. And that's been Fake News with me.
Okay, I uh, decided to use uh, moving in stereo as uh, the bumper music for a reason. I uh, I broke the mixer. You may have been able to notice with the uh, audio quality here. In fact, I might be running a little hot here. Um, uh, I broke the mixer, and but now I did a little experiment, and now we can actually be in stereo. So say hi, fangirl. Heyo. So fangirl's in the other channel there. Uh, so we're going to review churches. We saw them uh, two weeks ago, and an exciting show. And is your mic on? Your mic is on. Okay. An exciting <laughs> show, and uh, fangirl took pictures, and um, a lot of excitement yeah, before the show. Yeah, we'll I guess excitement's a good word for it. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, the, uh, the range was the uh, opener, and uh, I guess he's like a DJ off of New York. And uh, he came on. He's been to Cincinnati a bunch of times, I guess. Uh, okay, yeah, I thought I recognized the name. Uh, so anyway, he comes out, starts his song uh, right at 8 o'clock. That song ends 45 minutes later. <laughs> Not a fan of the range. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be unhipped. I know the the uh, when we saw Arctic Monkeys, the local uh, guy for the Daily Paper did not care for Orwell shenanigans as the opening act. So I would like to give the opening act uh, some slack. Uh, but this was one long giant song. It I felt like, way too much like if you're familiar with Skins UK. It felt like when Effie's in like a party scene and she's wandering yeah. around. That's what the entire night felt like <laughs> for about 45 minutes. That was the range. That was yeah. That's exactly what it was. All right. So anyway, uh, church is scheduled to come on at 9:15, uh, mm. 9:10. Fire alarms go off, and uh, uh, fangirl and I are right by the stage because she's going to go into the photo pit imminently. And I look uh, behind the bouncer backstage. I can see an exit sign not 15 feet from us, and he informs us that they're not going to let anybody out of those exits. He didn't even hear the fire alarm going off either. Yeah, he'd take his I had to out. tap him, and he would take his earbuds out. He looked around and said, "I'll find out if this is real." And it's like, why would they so, be doing a drill right now, sir? Now, this is a big deal. Unfortunately, this isn't very funny. Um, but th this is actually pretty serious. And this is good advice if you're at a concert. They always say, "Oh, make sure you know where the exits are in a movie theater." Not only make sure where the nearest exit is, make sure you know where all the exits are, because this dude would not let people use that exit. And a lot of people tried to argue with him, but Fangirl and I headed out the front doors. Everybody got the front door in an orderly manner, uh, which was which was cool, but it could have been a catastrophe considering there was a, uh, a huge fire back here in the 70s in Cincinnati, and there was that situation in Boston, and uh, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, a couple of years ago in the nightclub there. So yeah, not only find your nearest exit, folks, always make sure there are other exits just in case there's too many people going for the one exit or some knucklehead says you can't use that exit. <laughs> But uh, anyway, they got everybody out in an orderly manner. Turns out uh, Church's fog machine set off the smoke alarm. <laughs> and uh, everybody got back in safely. And then uh, they started off with, um, and bands have to stop doing this, starting off with like like one of my favorite tunes. I know, that happens to us everywhere. I know. Vampire Weekend did it with Diane Young. Um, and Church had started off with We Sync, which I think is my second favorite oh, track never, of theirs. I never get to watch my favorite songs because I'm oh, taking right. pictures during them. Right, exactly. So anyway, um, so your impression of Church is live. Oh, I, th I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know. Like, I guess, like, I didn't really know what to expect from churches because I knew that they were even more techno-y than lights. Yeah. So I was just like, is it going to be one of those deals? Like, I, re I remember winning tickets to a dubstep show and someone asked me who was playing, to, like, DJing tonight. That's what it was. And I'm uh -huh. like, I was wondering if that's what it would be like. But no, they were, like, amazing. The lights were amazing. Good light as, show, as yeah. As a theater person, I was a fan of the lights. Well, I think <laughs> you put up on something. Because the big knock on electronic bands has been that they don't really move around a lot. Although, ironically, the, the band you heard at the beginning of the, uh, <laughs> the bumper music, Cars, who are not considered an electronic band, but I think kind of should be because they have a very heavy electronic sound, at least on those early albums. But the knock on them was always that they would not move around. They would just stand there. <laughs> and, of course, um, from back in the day, uh, OMD and Depeche Mode figured out your front man should probably fly around a lot like an idiot. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and do Remember when the Orwells got under a rain tarp for the chorus of their hit and didn't sing a note? I yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, anyway, uh, especially for keyboard-based bands, it's always been like they always try to have stuff going on. So I guess um, for churches, the thing was the light show. And, and the fog machine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Lauren Mayberry, very engaging, very good stage personality. She doesn't, Definitely. you know, she doesn't bop around a lot like you know some silly pop star. So yeah, she which is you know that's just that's not her thing. It was and hard to get pictures of everything looked blurry because there was so much fog and lights. Yeah, it was either everything <laughs> it was, was either a challenge. It was either red or blue. Um, are the pictures on your uh, photo yeah. blog? Okay, yeah. so check check k.tumblr.photo. We'll link to Just it. Just.tumblr.com. Thanks, go, Dad. Go to pfradio.podbean.com. <laughs> That's the uh, homepage for the podcast, and we will have links. The Fangirl's link is always there for her uh, photo blog, and also link to the uh, review we did for City Beat. And then um, speaking of We Sync, we will exit with that song uh, right now. As, uh, as you know, Mother We Share was my favorite song of 2013. <laughs> uh, we Sync. And all we got to hear was someone playing it in the parking lot during the election during, yeah, fire. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's... But anyway, I've seen him do it, you know, uh, saw him on the streaming Lollapalooza feed, so. I'm still salty I didn't get my Do I Want to Know cover. Oh, I know, I right? wanted to hear that so bad. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they did that for Radio 1. Oh, well, we didn't get to see that, but we did enjoy a good show from churches, so check them out if you have a chance. I think they're wrapping up their tour, though. I hope they're going to go into the studio and make more music, because they've played pretty much everything they know. <laughs> and uh, I, I say this is probably my second favorite song of theirs. This is We Sync, and uh, that'll take us into the big interview. Hey folks, remember this? Dear Joey, getting my hair done. Be back at 3.30. Please go to Lawson's and pick up bread, lunch meat, potato salad, and pop. And if you want... Or this? We have fresh ideas at Red Barn, like a salad bar for you. This is the third time my husband went back to the salad bar. Or how about this? Well, Home Shirts has all of your vintage apparel needs, recalling all the great brands and restaurants of yesteryear, particularly from the cities of Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and St. Louis, but also from brands around the country. Just head to homeshirts.com and check out all of our vintage apparel needs, including restaurants, stores, great sports teams. Check it out, and when you order specifically from Home Shirts Cleveland, we make a couple of bucks, and we really appreciate it. Merry-go-round. Unique fashions for guys and gals. And don't forget to check out our collection of defunct teams from such leagues as the American Basketball Association, the World Hockey Association, the World Football League, and many more at homeshirts.com. Greg Warren is a stand-up comedian originally from St. Louis, Missouri, now making his home in New York City. And we always have a great time talking to him about comedy, sports, and all kinds of other things. Here is our interview now with Greg Warren.
Okay, joining us on PF Tape Recorder is the return of Greg Warren. Greg, how you doing? Pretty good. Good to, good to talk to you, PF. It's been, been a little while. Yeah, good to talk to you again, man. I spoke to your friends, the Sklar Brothers, a couple of weeks ago. We had a nice chat about uh, what a nice fellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My uh, St. Louis my guys. St. Louis brethren, man. There you go, man. Yeah, the St. Louis posse there. Um, so what's new with you, man? Uh, yeah, a lot of the same. I was living in New York. I think I was here last time I talked to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's been, uh, that's been going, going pretty well. Uh, sharpens you up as a comic. And, uh, a couple of little fun projects I'm messing around with. But, uh, yeah, doing a lot of stand-up comedy, which is, which is what I want to do. So you're running from show to show a lot, uh, there in New York City, doing that kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. It's about, about half the time on the road, half the time in New York, which is, uh, which is perfect. Okay, and uh, what what projects are you working on? Anything you, you can discuss? Uh, well, I have like two ideas for a web series, which um, I don't know if anybody watches them. <laughs> but uh, one of them that I've been messing with is this uh, thing called the Assistant Life Coach. It's just uh, it's based on this character that I do, like this assistant high school football coach. Okay, uh, you know it's that guy that the guy that are, always interrupts the head coach. <laughs> like the head coach to be like, all right, guys, bring it in, listen up. For some of you seniors, this is the last uh, game, maybe the last game you ever play football. So I suggest you guys go out there. Guys, we need to get those permission slips on for the banquet. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, and I uh, I just have him, like, reading letters that, that I kind of wrote. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, and then he gives people advice, and it's always bad advice and he has no idea what he's talking about uh, and then uh, I actually a buddy of mine directed a film in uh, in uh, St. Louis it was uh, it was Shannon Elizabeth and uh, Matthew Settle and um, Lauren Holly and uh, it's about a dog it's kind of a true story about a dog it's a kids film and it, that that character that assistant coach he had me play like an assistant baseball coach and it was some version of that. So oh, okay. I'm hoping that thing comes out sometime next year. Uh, so, and then, uh, to, you, know, you know, writing a lot of stand-up comedy, yeah. So how many uh, characters do you doing regularly? Because I know some of the stuff in your act is kind of just impressions of relatives, you know, your uncle that used to listen to baseball, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I've kind of gotten away from, you know, like really uh, well-defined repetitive characters in my act. It's, it's a little bit more of me. I mean, it's, there's definitely characters in dialogue, but it's sort of, um, you know, they kind of come in and out of the act pretty quickly. Uh, I think I think the act has become a little bit more me than, than characters, which, okay. uh, yeah, for better or worse, that's, that's what that's hmm. going on. But you have that affinity for characters, but now you, you probably, it seems like you have better vehicles for them, it seems. Yeah, I guess that, that could be part of it. Um, it's just... Uh, yeah, I, 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 sometimes I think it's uh, it's it's a little more jarring in stand-up comedy. I mean, I like doing it, but uh, I've tried to make things smoother, uh, and sometimes it's a little harder to get in and out of a character, and it feels a little bit more um, rote or like presentational okay, uh, yeah. when you're doing a full character rather than uh, just kind of talking about myself and sort of trying to smoothly weave them in and out of a story or a bit. 
Okay. But it, so you're talking mostly about your life. But if you run into somebody, you know, maybe online at the at the fast food joint or at the coffee shop or whatever, you you still more likely to kind of animate that person or just kind of yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great way to yeah, exactly. It, it's a lot more of that kind of thing. Okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was. Uh, Let's see, I, like, I sold my car in New York, and, uh, like, you don't really miss your car until you have to walk somewhere to purchase an item that you used to bring home in your car. <laughs> uh, like, like, I had to get an ironing board, and I didn't even think about it. I walked, like, 15 blocks to this hardware store. I was about to get the ironing board. I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm, I'm going to have to walk home looking like a surfer who got some bad directions. <laughs> uh, you know, at my age, like, what do I care what people think of me, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm 46. I, I guess I still do. Because in my head, I was thinking, too, because I walk outside, somebody's going to be like, nice iron and board, Gertrude, you know? <laughs> uh, if, I mean, but nobody looked at me. Nobody, that's the beauty of living in New York City. Nobody yeah. said anything to me. If you think you're doing something weird, like, don't worry about it. There's somebody doing something way, way weirder Right next to you. Like, it, it was arrogant to me to think that I was going to get noticed with just an ironing board. I mean, there's professional freaks in this town. There's probably a guy that walks around with an ironing board and an iron, and he actually irons stuff with no electricity, right? Oh, that's ironing board, Reggie. Give him a dollar. Uh, uh, that's just what he does. Get them wrinkles out, dog. Get them wrinkles out. The devil done put the wrinkles in. Reggie, don't take them out. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, like, uh, I guess characters like Iron Boy Reggie, who works the Lower East Side, actually, uh, <laughs> well, makes appearances are, in my are, act. Are there a lot of people uh, like an ironing board, Reggie, you run into more so, I guess, in New York or traveling the country? Do you run into just as many kind of characters in, say, a Milwaukee or a Cincinnati or a Cleveland? I, I think you run into them way more in New York because everybody's sort of condensed and, um, and because of public transportation. I mean, there's just a windshield between you and most of the people when you're out in the Midwest. And uh, there's not in New York. You know, you're you're walking around or you're on the train with these people and, and you just, uh, yeah, you're face-to-face with it all the time. And so you're enjoying, you know, I know you lived in Los Angeles for a while. and um, Yeah. And weren't you roommates with the, with our friend Jimmy Dore, or am I misremembering that? Or are you just kind of... No, but uh, a good friend of mine, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he begged you not yeah, to leave to, Los Angeles, I, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used, to, we used to hang quite a bit out there, man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a good guy, man. Very, very good guy. Uh, but is New York a better fit for your kind of comedy, you think? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think I'm a little fish out of water here, which is good. I think I'm a little different than a lot of the comics here. Um, and, uh, like, I don't try to write. I, mean, I just I just sort of write what I write. But I think it's it definitely, it sharpens, it sharpens you up. Uh, you have to follow some really, really good comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in a lot of different sort of venues, there's, you know, sort of alternative bar places. There's a, uh, you know, so I did a show in a tiny, like last night I did a show in this tiny bar. It was kind of a kind of hip and uh, younger audience. And then, uh, and I went up to Carolines and did a show there, which was, you know, on Broadway and for a lot of tourists. Uh, so it's very diverse, diverse yeah. group of stuff. I get to go up at the Comedy Cellar uh, every now and then, which is really fun. 
Oh yeah, that's a. I hear that's a really, a really big room. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, big deal. Not a big room. It's pretty. It's pretty, physically. It's actually kind of a small space, but it's. Uh, you know, it's kind of the best comedy club in the world. Really, I can't imagine. I mean, it's so many great comics go in there every night, and it's always packed. And the shows are good. And you know, I don't get to go up there that often, but what I do. It's it's really cool. Um, you said uh, last time that your, your comedy kind of it becoming uh, more reflective uh, of you, and is that continuing as you're getting older? Yeah, I think so. I'm sorry, wait a minute. I didn't hear the question totally. Uh, that, that your comedy is gradually becoming more reflective about what's going on in your life at you know getting older and kind of you know, you've done you've seen and done a lot of things already where maybe the, you know these these kids that are coming up on stage, this, everything's kind of new to them and. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think it is uh, uh, more reflective. At the same time, I also think I used to find myself writing a lot about the past, you know, and I find myself writing about the present uh, quite a bit more these days. Um, maybe because I'm just, I'm farther removed from it. I'm just like I'm just tired of you know like writing about stuff that happened 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, it seems like day to day, I write a lot more about just like something that, that happened yesterday or you know when I sit down with a notebook it's like okay what happened yesterday and sort of go through that so now is it more things that are actually happening to you or you see things happening like in New York City and things are or, or trends that are, of things that are happening out there in the world no I think, I think, I think more it's, it's usually me I have some interaction with whatever is going on in my act uh, I'm not that observational uh, every now and then I'll comment on something that's going on in the news or, or you know Around, in the world around me in pop culture, but for the most part, it's sort of uh, my interactions. It's, I don't know. I, I it's it's easier for me to make that funny, I guess. So uh, when you're not and on duty and stuff, are you following still following sports a lot and and things like that? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, you know, I, 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 it's kind of my favorite time of the year with the baseball. I'm a big Cardinal fan. Like the Sklar brothers. Um, one of my favorite things about those guys. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm, uh, and then with you know with the internet and MLB is so far ahead of everybody with their internet package. Like you just watch it anytime, anywhere. So um, you know it's pretty much every pitch uh, for for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, and then I'm uh, yeah I'm probably a little more fair weather for like the two things that I follow all the time are. St. Louis Cardinal baseball and Missouri wrestling, University of Missouri wrestling. Oh, okay, that's and right. Then, uh, yeah, and then uh, I'm a little more fair weather. Missouri football has been really good for a while, so I, I pay quite a bit of attention to them too. Yeah, I hear you. Well, having gone to Bowling Green, who are rarely in the top 25, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a good, good max school though. I've been through there. Yeah, they beat somebody. They beat somebody last Indiana. Season, they beat Indiana. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beat them in our house um, by a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been right I've driven isn't that up like right off of seventy five south yep. of Toledo? Yeah, you are yeah. exactly right, sir. Right there on the Yeah, floor. yeah. Um yeah, I I've I've been by there. Uh so yeah, I watch a lot the other thing I'm trying to be a little bit more a fan of just sports in general. Uh I have a hard time like just watching a team that I don't necessarily that I'm not a fan of on yeah. T V. But I like going to live stuff. Uh, I love it. I, I went to the U.S. Open a couple of times uh, last month, and that was that was one of the funnest things I've, I've ever done. It was, and I'm not a tennis player. I'm not a huge tennis fan, but it was just one of the coolest things I've ever seen. 
I imagine uh, that would, now something like that I think would be too. And same thing with like even uh, golf. Golf on TV I find incredibly boring, but to be kind of in the in the midst of it there, uh, that, that would probably be very exciting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it, it's it's amazing. It was I mean it was a four and a half hour match. It was I went with my buddy Joe List, who's a comic, and it's uh, it was that quarterfinal match between uh, Nishikori and uh, Walrinka. And it was like down to the wire. These guys, was, I don't. They were intense for four and a half hours, and it came down to the last set. It was, it was great. Uh, and it's so quiet in between. You know, during the points while they're playing, it's you know fifteen, twenty thousand people in the stadium, and it's just it's completely silent, which is there's something like really sort of mesmerizing about that. And do you, do you find like sports is kind of a nice uh, break and escape because it's a, kind of different from what you do. It's it's still entertainment, but it's vastly different. You don't have to worry, I guess, about figuring out jokes about it. Is that like a nice way to, to shut off your mind and and just? I think so. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I'm I'm not I don't I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not trying to get. I don't want to get too deep into the mechanism of why I like it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, the baseball is just so much. It's been a part of me since I was a kid, and the Cardinals. It's almost almost a religion there so uh yeah it's probably it's probably partially just a distraction from work and uh i should probably have, i should probably be working some of the time when i'm uh, playing baseball <laughs> but, well uh, let me ask you this yeah. you, as a cardinal fan we're like a, just about the same age uh i guess you became a baseball fan uh, at the same time the cardinals were a pretty good baseball team whereas i think yeah folks I, mean, here, I, I i remember you know being a fan in the uh, sort of late 70s, and they weren't very good then. Um, and then when I, I think I was a freshman in high school, or maybe in eighth grade, I think, I think it was maybe a freshman in high school when they won the World Series in 82. Um, and then, you know, the 80s were when I was in high school and college, and they, you know, they went to the World Series three times during the 80s. So, yep. yeah, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. See, so when I was growing up in Cleveland, the Browns were doing really well, and the Indians didn't do well until I left Cleveland after I was married in the '90s. So, and I think yeah, kids, the, I mean, the '90s they were uh, basically an all-star at every position for a while, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because my wife's cousin is uh, younger than us. He's about ten years younger than us, and for him, much more an Indians fan than a Browns fan. And I think that's why, because he came of age in that era when the Indians were really good and there were no Browns at all. And when they came back, they were still horrible. They're still horrible to this day. So uh, I think yeah. it's really changed. And it's very, I mean, old timers like uh, like us, Cleveland will always be a football town. But I think for a generation younger than me, I think it's it's actually more of a baseball town. It's really strange how that works. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because I mean, they they were dominant in the '90s, right? Did they, oh yeah, they, they never did win. They never did nah, win. Nah, lost two. Went to the World Series twice. Lost both times. Lost Game Seven in '97 to the Marlins. Yep, I remember. Was that Renneria? That, uh, Jose that, Mesa uh, and uh, no, it was um, uh, who was it? He played for the Giants recently too. I don't think he was still playing baseball. I can't remember who it was now that that he hit the single off Mesa and into short left. And oh yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, um, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, white guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I know that guy. Yeah, Renneria may have been the guy that scored the run. I think that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. He knocked him in. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly memories. the guy you're talking about. He's and, a really good player. And if all yeah. goes well, maybe the the kids growing up now that are in junior high and high school are going to be Cavaliers fans if if all goes well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess with the Cleveland, probably more. Uh, 
I was at the. Uh, sorry to bring it up, but that was like the whole Ernest Piner stuff, and that yeah. was, was that when they were at their height. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, th- now, and they—that was once Ernest Biner, and then once Elway had some crazy. Comeback. Elway it was Elway first, and then Biner, and then we had a year off, and we saw him again in the championship. And I don't think anybody thought they were going to beat Denver, and I think they they lost like thirty-five to twenty-one. It wasn't even close, like the first two games. And nor did they right. really expect it to be because uh, the Browns were kind of out of gas and Denver saw a lot of talent. But, yeah, uh, the the drive, the fumble, yep, all that. Was it, is it Bernie, Bernie Kosar? Was that him? Yeah, and, and I interviewed him a couple yeah. of years ago, and I was saying, you know, people always bring that up, and no one ever brings up the game before the drive was when the Browns beat the Jets. Uh, they were trailing by two touchdowns with five minutes to go, and the New York announcers are saying the Jets are going to the AFC Championship. And, of course, Bernie brought them back, and uh, they scored with less than 10 seconds left to send it in overtime, and they won. And But no one ever talks about that. You never see it in NFL Classic. No, you don't. Yes, I yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I remember. They were a great team, man. Yeah, yeah. So. Was Ozzie Newsome on that team, or was he was that yes. before that? I think Ozzie was okay. still on that team, yes. Okay. It was just before he retired. I think he retired in the midst of that. I don't think he was in that third championship game. I think he retired before that. Yeah, I mean, I was um, a huge St. Louis Cardinal football fan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they they left and uh, kind of broke my heart. And uh, as big of a St. Louis baseball fan I am, I think as a kid I was a bigger St. Louis Cardinal football fan, but then they left. And, I, I'm, and then after college I moved to Houston and was an Oilers fan just because, you know, it was during the Warren Moon days. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. they left, so I have never really, I sort of resent the NFL. I, I don't know if I'll <laughs> ever be like that. Uh, I know the NFL is such a big deal now, but I don't know yeah. if I'll ever be a whole-hearted fan of the NFL just because uh, it broke my heart twice. Uh, so the Rams never took with you, huh? I mean, I follow them because my dad's a fan, you know, so I follow them. And I, and. I, when I was back in St. Louis before I lived here in New York, I would go to a game all, every now and then, and it was fun. I liked it. I wasn't living in St. Louis during that whole uh, Greatest Show on Turf era, but uh, I, I like going to the games. It's it's just I'll never have that affinity for them as I did at the the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The team you grew up with is, is really like I when I uh, my hockey team when I was a kid was the Cleveland Crusaders, and of course it's now it's the Blues because I started rooting for them after we lost the Barons. And uh, I, if Cleveland ever got a hockey team, I don't think I could root for them over the Blues because I've been rooting for the Blues for so long. Is that right? Yeah, wow. it's just ingrained in me. I mean, I'd probably root for them secondly, but if it came down to them playing each other, you know, like Cleveland will get an NHL team. But you know, just speaking, you know, uh, uh, for the sake of argument, sure. Um, I don't. I cannot see that happening. I would probably root for them secondly, but if it came to like they were in a Stanley Cup or something, I would root for the Blues. I want my Stanley Cup. Well, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, at least the last uh, few years you've had something to root about. I mean, oh, every year they break my heart. They did a couple. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, they've done this. They've run the President's Trophy for most points in the league. And you think, well, this is a slam dunk. How can we miss? And they got wiped out. Well, the Kings they, wiped yeah, them out that, years that ago. Year, didn't they run into the, the Kings like yeah. the first round? Yeah, yeah, the Kings, yeah, yeah. Were, the Kings were. They got a hot goalie, and they were unstoppable and that the, year. The, uh, and the, then this year, that was a terrible draw against Chicago, and it was still an epic series. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Just uh, that's one I think that uh, seeing live is. I'm not. I was never brought up a huge hockey fan, but. Um, 
the comedy club guys in St. Louis are all blues fans, so they'll take me every now and then. And oh, that's cool. That's pr- that's, that's pretty neat thing to see live. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was Ian Bag was there, and he had tickets. And uh, I guess oh he yeah, realized- and whenever he comes to St. Louis. Uh, He'll try to go when Vancouver plays. Right, in yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he yeah. knows all the guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's buddies with all of them. Well, he uh, tweeted me, and he goes, if you can get to St. Louis, I'll give you a pair of tickets. And I'm like, that's a six-hour drive, dude. But I almost took him yeah, up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should have did it, man. Oh, I know, right? I've seen them, uh, I've seen them play in <laughs> Pittsburgh a couple of times. I've never actually seen them on home ice. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on, that's my... Uh, on the bucket list. I, I do a lot of, do a lot of uh, radio and a lot of stand-up in Pittsburgh, and... Um, I've gotten to go to Penguins games, and that's like my my second favorite NHL team, just because. Uh, oh, me too. Gotten to know some, yeah, <laughs> so yeah to live that's there. pretty. That's, yeah. That is serious business there, though. Oh man. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My buddies are all on, all down for that. Um, so you yeah. you don't follow current events much, uh, or or do you? And you just kind of like keep it to yourself. What's uh, can I... no? I do. I follow it. I mean, just I guess I follow it in that uh, it's so different now when you have you know the smartphones. I I have uh, Huffington Post, and I. Okay. Try to take a look at. I try to take a look at that every day, and then I try to look at like Google News every day. Um, but it's it's usually nothing really, really strikes me as uh, like I don't know. Strikes me as that funny. And then I, I I have probably some rules that maybe I need to get around. But there's sometimes I just like I don't want to make fun of a celebrity, especially when something bad happens to him. Yeah. Uh, I don't. If there's like oh, so many news stories, uh, like something bad is happening to somebody, and I just I don't want to try to make light of it, um, and I don't I don't oppose that kind of humor. Like you know, so there's some very well written jokes about that kind of stuff, but it just for me it's just like ah, I don't I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it's not what I do. Uh, but every now and then something will strike me, and I'll be like, oh okay. You know? Uh, but yeah, I still try to, I hope in some ways makes a better comic just to be aware of what's going on. Well, yeah, yeah, just kind of just trends in general and what's what's happening yeah, yeah. out there. Well, cool, man. I got a lot of good stuff here. And uh, as always, in, it'll be in uh, City Pages the week that you're uh, in Minneapolis in print and online. So you can check oh, it out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the podcast um, will man, drop I'm in a couple weeks. I'm looking forward to going to that club. I haven't uh, been there ever. Yeah. I did it. You know, there was a club at the Mall of America back in the day, and I used to do it, um, and it was fun, but uh, yeah. this is the first time I'll be doing a show at that club. Cool. And um, I don't know, have I, have I spoken to you since we saw you in Cincinnati at the Funny Bone when people wouldn't I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and your wife came. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, that was, man, and we couldn't believe, but that, that that's a weird room, man. It's just like, it's people just think they're part of the show, because Jackie Cation had the same yeah, problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll get you go bananas next time, and and uh, we'll have a lot more fun. What's that? Maybe uh, you get you down to go bananas again sometime. Well, actually, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm, in, uh, I'm at the Funny Bone. you got to kind of pick one or the other, and I'm at the Funny Bone in, um, Oh, I can't remember. Not too, not too far from now. Okay, yeah. we'll get some more ink in Cincinnati again to do, so we get more get some people out to see you again. Outstanding. All right, man. Good talking to you again, brother. Hey, great, great talking to you. All right, Greg, go Blues. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll have to get to see a game sometime. Yeah, definitely. Me, you, Greg, and uh, and Gabe Kia. <laughs> okay, buddy. All right, man. Bye, bye. I'll see you later.
Thanks again to Greg Warren for being on the show. You can catch Greg October 16th through the 19th at the, the Levy Funny Bone Cincinnati. That's actually across the river in uh, Newport, Kentucky, but it's uh, right across from downtown Cincinnati. Then he's October 23rd to the 26th at the Funny Bone in Omaha, November 6th through the 8th at Jukebox in Peoria, Illinois, and November 12th through November 15th at the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa, or as he says in Spinal Tap, Des Moines. I'm wearing my Spinal Tap sweatshirt. That's what made me think of that. All right. So uh, anyway, for all other uh, Greg Warren-related information, including other stand-up dates through the rest of the year, go to gregwarrencomedy.com. Greg is with, uh, well, one, well, two Gs, but not right next to each other, as, as uh, Chevy Chase says in Vacation. I know all these things are popping into my head. All right. Original music for PS Tape Recorder composed and performed by John Vropolis and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, like the podcast on Facebook. In fact, if you um, go to Facebook, we'll post some pictures uh, from the church's show, including all the fire trucks outside when the fire alarms went off. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, let me see. What else? Um, and you can just follow all kind of show information there. If you're listening to this any other way than through uh, the Podbean site, if you're getting it you know, off through iTunes or some other uh, podcasting catching service, just go to pfradio.podbean.com for links uh, related to today's show. And that's uh, producer Lizzie sneezing in the background for you there. Everyone say bless you. All right. So um, I believe that is all that we have for today. Oh, go to Home Shirts. Uh, I can't stress this enough. Go to homeshirts.com. It's all one word, homeshirts.com. And uh, order yourself some shirts. If you order from the Cleveland page or from the defunct teams page, uh, we'll make some juice off that. So for the most part, it's kind of confusing. But uh, most of the defunct team stuff we'll make a couple of bucks off of. Uh, most of the Cleveland stuff we'll make a couple of bucks off of. So please go there and order yourself some vintage apparel. It's very cool stuff. And uh, that is the uh, last order of business I think I have on the agenda here. Other than to say, so long and thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>